This is Express FM. Supported by Portsmouth College. We are passionately pumping. New beginnings, look forward, work together to create a Portsmouth football club that we can all be proud to be associated with. Pure, unadulterated pumping. It's a massive club, it's a massive opportunity for me. I know this atmosphere is special. I can't wait to see you at Full House and it rocking. Action and reaction. This is Shoes Football Club. We're here to be hopefully successful. The infrastructure is changing, so really we want to start pushing forward and making Portsmouth a real force. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's a club with a rich tradition, a rich heritage, but one that has an excellent relationship with its supporters. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate, is Portsmouth. From two goals down at half-time, Pompey defied the odds to ruin Wigan's promotion party. First intelligent run left to the six-yard box. He's got options here. He goes it alone. It's saved from What's Amos. Save. And it comes back again to O'Brien. Oh, it's scored! O'Brien, the substitute. Would you believe it? Wigan was supposed to be having a promotion party here at Fratton Park, but they might not be now. Portsmouth 3, Wigan 2. Aidan O'Brien there with the 88th minute winner in midweek. Leicester Loney, George Hurst bagged his 11th and 12th league goals of the season on Tuesday night. We'll hear from him before 7 o'clock. That was special. That was I think the most I've enjoyed the game in a long time. We went in at half-time 2-0 down and we didn't go in at half-time to defeat because we thought we played well. And for us it was just about, we go out the second half with that same intensity. As well as Blues head coach Danny Cowley, who had no doubt that his side would deliver such a big second-half performance. I always believed. I thought we were playing well and I knew that if we could find one goal that they might get anxious and nervous and we would have momentum and so it proved. We'll also take a listen back to the chat between Robbie and midfielder Jaden Reed from last Saturday's Pompey Live. He's targeting a big summer comeback after a year out injured. Me being out longer takes away the fact of me rewatching it like as a higher risk. So right now I'm not really in a rush to get back because I'd rather protect my knee first. Um, so my aim would be for pre-season. We'll hear from all of them as well as my two studio guests as we react to Pompey's midweek win over Wigan and look ahead to tomorrow's season finale at Hillsborough. Right here on 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and welcome to the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome along to the show where tonight we deliver the final match preview of the season. I've got two more Blues fans alongside me to take a look ahead to tomorrow's game between Sheffield Wednesday and Pompey up at Hillsborough, as well as to provide reaction to Tuesday's win at Fratton Park. As ever, the show is being driven to you this evening by Stagecoach Across the South. Download the app from either the Apple app or Google Play Store to locate your nearest stop and even prepay for your ride as well. We'll hear some uh, interesting chats with George Hurst, Danny Cowley and Jaden Reed tonight, as well as taking a listen to our This Week's Opposition feature, which takes us on a journey into understanding a bit more about Sheffield Wednesday. But first, it's time to listen back to the events of Tuesday night, when Pompey played host to the Latics of Wigan at PO4, who went into the game knowing just a point would be enough to secure promotion to the Championship. Here are the highlights of what was probably the game of the season at Fratton Park, compiled into just four minutes and 24 seconds. Everything we do is passionately pumping. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shoot and scores! 90 minutes of passionately pumpy commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! 
Pompey Live. 44 games have been played, 70 points for Pompey so far this season. And normally you'd be saying 70 points win the last two will be enough to creep into the playoffs, not this season. You're going to need far more than 80, still 10 points off it. Bazunu out towards the right-hand side for Pompey as we get this match underway here in League One. But Harness is going to try and persevere and win it back. And he does win it back, out to the right of the penalty area. Two in the box, he takes his man on, finds the right footed cross. He was nearly close to finding Hurst, but what more was there? They've got a touch with his left foot and just kicks it out of play for a throw for Pompey down the right in line with the Wigan box. Zunu to Harness, Harness off the top of his chest, but Harness is just forced to the ground and nailer for Wigan. One back from Jacobs, comes back to Hurst, edge of the penalty area. Oh, that just sails wide of the post. Well, how fast was that hit? Imagine if that had found the back of the net. It was an absolute pile driver from 25 yards. It just went wide. That's going to spring Pompey into life, that's for sure. Cousins for Wigan. Go out to the left, chipped in, header! Wigan Athletic take the lead and it's Lang with the goal. Well, they haven't threatened much in the last 15 minutes or so. They've hardly threatened at all in the first half, but Lang has got that goal that might just send them up mathematically to the championship. Left-footed cross from Pierce, the header from Lang, it's Portsmouth nil, Wigan Athletic 1. 15-2 Lang, Lang takes it round his man, he still has it, and he plays it across, and it opens up nicely, and it's put into the back of the net, and Wigan Athletic extend their lead from Keane, who's got his 24th goal of the season, it was played across from Pierce, he just tapped it into an empty net, just before half-time. It's Portsmouth nil, Wigan Athletic 2. One back from Carter, Harness takes it through the legs of his opponent. I mean, the problem is there's about five players around Harness, but Harness wins it back here, plays it across, there's Hurst, there's the goal! Pompey do get the goal, it's Hurst. And there is life in this match after all. Portsmouth 1, Wigan Athletic 2. The forward it comes down to Hurst, left to the penalty here, it's got Curtis back, here is Curtis in his back to goal, right-footed shot is blocked. Well, that's really got Pompey going now, and now they win it back, and they score again from Hurst! Would you believe it? Nobody in this ground saw this coming two minutes ago. But Pompey have only got to score two goals in three minutes. It's Portsmouth 2, Wigan Athletic 2. Hurst, ten yards from the penalty area, goes wide to Harness. Harness brings it down, Harness has got Carter behind him. Harness is right at the box, Wigan have got six players in the penalty area, right-footed cross, save from the goalkeeper Amos. Here come Pompey with Carter to Thompson, Thompson's going to shoot, save from the goalkeeper. Well, I did think wide enough as he should in from there for, but he caused problems from 30 yards. Long ball up towards Curtis, Curtis could get round his man here, oh he went for the finish but he just couldn't quite get direction on the shot. Wide goal kick in up towards Hurst. Intelligent run left to the six-yard box. He's got options here. He goes it alone. It's saved from Amos. Save. And it comes back again to O'Brien. Oh, he scored! He scored for Pompey! O'Brien, the substitute. Would you believe it? 2-0 down the trail at half-time. Wigan was supposed to be having a party here at Bram Park but they might not be now Portsmouth 3 Wigan 2 there's the whistle Pompey have done the unthinkable a wonderful night at Fratton Park which looks impossible at half time 2-0 down at half time Portsmouth have turned it round and won by 3 goals to 2 and
stop Wigan Athletic from having a promotion party at Pratton Park. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. The highlights there from Tuesday's 3-2 victory over Wigan Athletic at Fratton Park. Let's take a look at some of the other results from League One on Tuesday night. Then, of course, at Pompey's 3-2 win over Wigan at Fratton Park. Fleetwood 2, Sheffield Wednesday 3. Fantastic result for Sheffield Wednesday at Highbury. And the third and final game ended Sunderland 1, Rotherham United 1. Uh, no side seemingly wants to go up this season. Wigan remained top of the table after 45 games. They've got 89 points. Rotherham also 45 played, 87 points. MK Dons on 86 points. Everyone has played 45 games at this stage. So just three points separating Wigan and MK Dons in third with just one game remaining. MK Dons just one point behind the top two. So all to play for heading into the final weekend of the season. Sheffield Wednesday, Sunderland and Plymouth make up the playoff places whilst Wickham Wanderers in seventh with 80 points remain the only side outside of the current top six that can edge in on the final day. Pompey remain ninth on 73 points and down at the bottom, of course, Crew Alexandra already relegated to League Two on 29 points. Doncaster in 23rd on 37 points. Also with 37 points, AFC Wimbledon in 22nd. Gillingham and Fleetwood both have 40 points, but it's Gillingham who occupy the final relegation place at this stage. They've got a considerably worse goal difference than Fleetwood. Morecambe in 19th with 42 points. They're two points clear, um, but still something to play for at the weekend. They're not safe just yet. They still have a big, big game coming up. So Morecambe, Fleetwood, Gillingham, Wimbledon and Doncaster all five different teams that have yet to be relegated. So that's going to be a huge weekend in terms of promotion and relegation in League One. Going into the final day of the season. OK, Ben Chu makes up half of my guests list for tonight's show. Ben, a very good evening to you and welcome back. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, it's good to be back on the show. Um, final time this season. Indeed it is. Uh, alongside yourself, Ben, this evening we've got a Pompey fan and writer for the Portsmouth News, Freddie Webb, joining us. Uh, pleasure, as always, to hear from you, mate. Yeah, always nice to be on, Jake. Thanks very much. And, uh, yeah, always nice to be on after a Portsmouth win. Oh, yeah, and what a win it was um, on Tuesday night, Freddie. 3-2 for Pompey, 2-0 down at half-time. We're going to hear the post-match thoughts of both Danny Cowley and uh, brace scorer on Tuesday, George Hurst. But what an impact he had in midweek, Freddie, George Hurst. And that's now 12 league goals for him this season. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's improved so much since he started. Um, he's got that complete forward mould, hasn't he? He could do the target man sort of duties, hold up the ball, uh, lay it off to some of the midfielders like Harness and O'Brien who came on later. But, he's, but I think the biggest thing for me, that burst of pace that he has just brings him into so much space. And that, and considering he's got his goal-scoring boots on, yeah, a, a, a excellent uh, second-half of the season performance by him. An excellent brace uh, against Wigan. Yeah. The 88th minute was uh, the time on the clock when Aidan O'Brien scored Pompey's third on Tuesday night. Ben, absolute scenes at Fratton Park to come from 2-0 down to spoil Wigan's party. They could have been promoted up to the championship with just a draw. They were two goals ahead. They thought they were going up, but Pompey had other ideas and they completely spoiled the evening. But do you know what? What a night. And that was, I'd say, probably the best game at Fratton Park this season. And it came right at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was actually really exciting. And obviously, 
got everyone really, you know, even though it's a game for us, it's not really much to, well, nothing to play for. But but pride, that was all that was sort of at stake and that was really important that we kept going. Um, yeah, really, really good. And obviously, we've got to end the season on a great note and it leaves us with uh, really exciting thoughts for next season, actually, because, you know, it's just sort of, it made, me, it made, uh, made everyone feel like they were, you know, this is what could be, and it, you know, hopefully next season can provide that. Yeah, absolutely. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us too this evening, all the usual methods. It's 81400 on the text, putting the word express at the begin- beginning uh, of your messages. You can email pompey at expressfm.com, include at expressfm on Twitter, or find us over at facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. We'll have more from Ben and Freddie in just a moment, but not before we hear what double goal scorer George Hurst had to say after that incredible game at PO4 in midweek. Max Watton first asked Balesta Loney to sum up his emotions. Yeah, that was special. Um, that was, I think, the most I've enjoyed the game in, in a long time. That was, you know, we went in at half-time, 2-0 down, and, you know, it almost feels like I've scored a hat-trick because I feel like I, I, I scored the first goal for them. Um, you know, I made the mistake, they scored. They go and get another goal off off bit of lucky play and and that's that we didn't go in at half time to defeat because we knew we, we we thought we played well and um for us it was just about it. we go out the second half with that same intensity you know increase the intensity even especially with the ball and you know just be a little bit more ruthless in that final third we knew if we got that first goal then then like i say all the pressures on them at the end of the day so we knew we could get them on the back foot and and, and that's where we just go and try and kill them so and I think we, we stuck to the game plan and, and went out. So, yeah, it was pretty special that. But 2-0 down, did you ever imagine that you could turn it around? Yeah, like I say, yeah, we did. You know, it was probably a lot of people who, who didn't think we could. But we went in at half-time going, we've not really done anything wrong. Like, we've, you know, I made the, like I said, I made the mistake and I hold my hands up. And then the second goal, it's just like, wow, like we're 2-0 down all of a sudden. And for us, it was just about sticking to the game plan. We went in at half-time, just went, look, let's just keep doing what we're doing. Um, and like I say, we we come out, did that, and and you know just cranked it up a little bit and got that first goal. And then from then on, when we got to two two, I was looking around at the boys and you know the fans and everything, and it was sort of felt like there's no way we don't win this game now. If you can remember them, just try and talk us through your goals. Uh, yeah, obviously first one Marcus has done done brilliant down the right hand side. That's that is Marcus's game to a T. You know, being direct, running at people, and, and normally getting crossed in the box. So that's that, that's that's what he's he's good at. That's what he's been killing people with all season. So. Yeah, he done excellent down the left, uh, the right hand side, and, and for me, I just held my run a little bit, and you know, dropped on my left foot, and, and just tried to guide it towards goal. And you know, that one went in the the second one was, I don't really score many from outside there, and, uh, so yeah, I looked at my dad, and he just started laughing, and because he's been on to me quite a lot recently, telling me if I don't shoot, then I'm not going to score. So as soon as it dropped, I just the sort of defender in the way, and I thought, right, just get it around the defender and, and see what happens, and yeah, went in the back of the net. What was the mood like in the dressing room afterwards and on the pitch as well? Just congratulating the fans and really feeling that energy from the from the stands. It was good. Like I said, I sit I sit next to Rags in in the changing room and we went in after the game and just sort of looked at each other and was a little bit like, wow, that was that was really special. Like, couldn't enjoy enjoy a game any more than that. I don't think so. You know, obviously it wasn't ideal first half, but to go out and put that performance on second half like we did, I thought it was mega. George Hurst speaking after the full-time whistle on Tuesday night, then Freddie. We're going to come on and talk about the uh, the third goal scorer from midweek, Aidan O'Brien, in the next part of the show. And Ben just mentioned before that interview what an impact George Hurst had on the game on Saturday, on Tuesday as well. You mentioned it as well. But for this season for George Hurst, he, he signed on loan from Leicester 
And I think, you know, myself, alongside other Pompey fans, we had our doubts, we had our question marks looming over George Hurst as to, you know, not having scored a professional goal yet in his career before coming to Fratton Park. Maybe not the ideal sort of striker to have within your ranks if you're going for a promotion, but 12 league goals, 14 overall, he's certainly proved those doubters wrong. He certainly has, and I was definitely one of them. I was, to start with, I saw his record, and the first few games, many coming off the bench, he really did struggle. But he got that goal against... Crystal Palace B team in the in the EFL Trophy, and he seems to grow in a bit more confidence. And now you could just tell how important he is to this side uh, over the last stretch. The yeah. brace against Wigan, the brace against Crew Alexandra, the brace against Accrington. He's developed into he's developed into a League One striker now. Fourteen goals in all competitions, twelve in the league, like you mentioned. According to Weisgart, his expected goals for all of that is fourteen point two eight. So he's not even that, that lines up. He's scoring the right amount of goals for his chances. I think he could be an option for next season, maybe back on loan again from Leicester if they don't see him playing. Absolutely has to be in the discussion in the summer, doesn't he, Ben? I know you enjoyed your, your evening on Tuesday night. You actually got George Hurst's shirt. Yeah, I did indeed, actually, yeah. Um, <laughs> and got it signed. Yeah, no, yeah indeed, yeah. No, nice, little, uh, nice little gift and memory of this season. And, and just like, you know, what re- reflecting on what Freddie's saying there, George Hurst, of course, he's only on loan from Leicester this season. Would he be a player you'd be snapping up the opportunity to, t- to sign next season? Yeah, much like, uh, yeah, if he's sort of playing the same this season, uh, sorry, next season, if he, you know, I think it would be a great addition to the squad, uh, bring him on a permanent, um, yeah, player that's really sort of come, uh, come along, much like Freddie said. Um, and yeah, I'd like to see him come back to Fratton Park. Okay, then it is time for a really quick break now. And when we come back, we'll be hearing from Blues head coach Danny Cowley and his comments after the 3 2 win over Wigan on Tuesday night. What we didn't want at half time is we didn't want what was a good performance just to be derailed by two really poor moments. And we spoke actually about the Ipswich game, and we know as a group we've come a long way since that October night. And I think that night hurt all of our pride. And we wanted to show that togetherness and spirit and fight that we now know is in the group. I'm just so proud of the boys and the way they responded. The first Football Hour returns after this. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and welcome to part two of tonight's edition of the Football Hour, which is driven to you this season by Stagecoach Across the South. Head to stagecoachbus.com for more information on timetables, route updates and fair prices too. Got a tweet in here from Reese Harding, regular guest here on the Footblower. Great team performance for 90 minutes. Carnage second half. Wigan bottling a 2-0 lead to not get promoted at Fratton Park. Slightly sad knowing this will be some players' last game for Pompey at Fratton. But what a result to end on. Looking forward to a final day and a trip to Sheffield, uh, says Reese Harding on Twitter. Yeah, well, completely echoing those thoughts, Reese. Uh, really pleased to to ruin Wigan's occasion. Don't want to see them getting promoted or even win the championship title at Fratton Park because with a win against Pompey uh, and, and Rotherham drawing like they did, um, Wigan could have been cl- uh, crowned champions on Tuesday night. But they weren't, and Pompey had their way. At the end of a tweet, uh, Freddie, Reese mentions about quite sad to see some of these players and it will be their final game at Fratton Park on Tuesday night and, and certainly a great point. We had a big transition in the summer ahead of this season, um, expecting it to be um, probably probably a season where perhaps more of a side gelled more than they have done. However, the likes of Gavin Bazoon, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about him first, a fantastic campaign he's had on loan from Manchester City. You imagine he'll at least be playing championship football next season. 
Oh, precisely. I've seen him supposedly linked with um, even bigger sides in Europe, maybe Serie A, Liga, that type of thing. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, Bazunu probably won't be back next season. I don't think he just needs to play at a higher level. And a lot of his, a lot of the clean sheets Pompey got this season are testament to his goalkeeping. And, yeah, it will be sad to see many of the players go. A lot of them are back on loan and obviously end the contracts. So a lot has to be done in the summer again. Yeah. Wishing Gavin Bazunu all of the best in what is set to be a really bright career. I can probably put on record now, Gavin Bazunu will not be at Fratton Park next season unless uh, you know Pompey managed to draw whoever he, he's playing for in some sort of cup competition. Um, Aidan O'Brien, I want to talk about him a little bit more, Ben. He scored the third goal on Tuesday night. He's been an integral part of this Pompey team since signing from Sunderland back in the January transfer window. They all said that he wasn't good enough, but Aidan O'Brien... He is good enough, and and he's proven that from time to time in a blue shirt. And he's slowly become a fan's favourite as well. Just want to read out the tweet that he put out on social media um, following the game on Tuesday night. He says, It's been an absolute pleasure to play alongside the boys and in front of the fans at Fratton Park. Hopefully, see you all next season. Ben, does that indicate to you that Aidan O'Brien wants to stay beyond his contract at the end of this campaign? Yeah, you'd like to hope so. And that last line really does sort of... Uh, tell you all you need to know, doesn't it? He's obviously really enjoyed his time here. Um, we've obviously enjoyed watching him. He's scored some crucial goals, obviously Tuesday tonight being one of them. Um, and yeah, he's just looked like a really important part of the team. Um, you know, he's someone that I'd like to see come back. I think that he actually has come along and proved a lot of the people wrong that were at Sunderland, telling you know fans saying that he wasn't good enough, like you said. Um, but yeah, I think he's someone that would like to stay based on what his tweet says. And obviously... I think that's someone I'd like to bring back as well. Yeah. Uh, how about yourself, Freddie? I know it's uh, he's quite a popular figure amongst the Pompey fans this season. Aidan O'Brien, he's got the age, but he's got the experience as well. He knows where the back of the net hit, where the back of the net is, and he's proven that, as we mentioned from time to time, the big occasion as well. Crucial goal on Tuesday night to try and end the season with a bit of momentum going into next campaign. But he seems to get this football club as well. I, I think Aidan O'Brien, he likes living on the South Coast. He enjoys his time in the city and the community and at this football club with the supporters. So if he is to sign next season, it's not just the kind of player we're getting on the pitch, but it's the character in the dressing room as well. Absolutely. And that second point is as equally as important. You have to have strong characters in the dressing room that get the ethos supports of the football club and what it means to the city we all live in. And yeah, Aidan O'Brien, I think he's earned that contract. Um, I've seen him many times talking about how much he, he's loved being at Prompey and it's been a breath of fresh air since his problems at Sunderland. So, yeah, I think if both parties want to make a deal happen, I'm sure it'll work out. Yeah. 81400 is our text number. If you want to have your say tonight, make express your first word with your name attached at the end too. Otherwise, you can send us an email. Pompey at expressfm.com is where to direct those. You can find us on Twitter at expressfm or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Whilst you pick up your devices to do that, we're going to take a moment to hear the post-match thoughts of Danny Cowley from Tuesday night. Here he is with Max Swatton after that 3-2 win over Wigan. Danny, it might be an impossible task, but just try and put that performance into words. Oh, no, we're, we're really pleased to win. We felt first half we did a lot right. We thought we had a really good place in the game and then we had two, two moments, um, lost the ball in our own half and... Great goal from Wigan's perspective, great cross and even better header. Then we have a clear-cut chance, which just goes wide of the post. They go up the other end and get the second, and you're like, oh, wow. In half-time, 2-0 down. And we had to regroup. 
Um, and what we didn't want at half time is we didn't want what was a good performance just to be derailed by two really poor moments. And we spoke actually about the Ipswich game, and um, we know as a group we've come a long way since that October night. And I think that night hurt, hurt all of our pride. And uh, we wanted to show that togetherness and spirit and fight that we now know is in the group. And there was no better challenge than, than in our last 45 minutes at Fratton Park. And I'm just so proud of the boys and the way they responded. And we said at half-time, if you found one, you'd get two. And when you got two, just imagine this place at, 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 in that moment. And, uh, yeah, the supporters, I mean, don't underestimate the role that they played in that victory tonight because, you know, they almost sucked that third goal into the net. Did you ever imagine at 2-0 down that you'd turn it around? Yeah, yeah, I always believe. I, I thought we were playing well and I knew that if we could find one goal that, you know, in the position that they're in and listen, we could have been incredibly consistent this season. It just shows you how hard it is to, to win leagues. Um, but yeah, we knew that if they found if we found one that they, that they, might, they might get anxious and nervous and we would have momentum and, and so it proved. Can you find any more words to describe George Hurst in the second half he's having of the season? Yeah, well, he, he did great because, you know, he made the mistake to lose the ball for the first goal. And I think he showed the, the confidence that he now has. Um, showed great character in, in the second half and was a, was a constant threat and gave us, um, yeah, he gave us so much, so much energy in the game. How excited do nights like these make you for next season? Oh, absolutely. You know, for us now, I think in our last 10 home games, we've won eight and drawn two, really building a connection. I, I know there's a feeling growing between the supporters and the players and, you know, our defining quality as a club at this level is, is, is the supporters. So, so, yeah, for us, it was, um, it was a good night. And I'm just so pleased for them because they, they, um, they really deserve tonight because they've, they've been brilliant with us all season. Their support's been unconditional and, you know, of course I'm pleased for the players and, and the way that they responded. Um, but... but more than anything, just to, just pleased that we could we could finish the season at Fratton Park in a positive way and give our supporters something to smile about. There you are then, the uh, post-match thoughts of Blues head coach Danny Cowley from the midweek victory over Wigan Athletic at Fratton Park. Um, ben, Danny Cowley, of course, his first full season at the football club. He had 12 games at the end of last season to try and salvage something, try and get the Blues into a playoff position. Didn't quite happen. And you could see that the task evidently this season was also to try and get Pompey into a top six finish. It's not quite happened. Um, but are you on the same wavelength as I'm sure the majority of Blues fans out there that Danny Cowley is the right man to lead this club forward, given that he's got the back in the summer? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, he's a, a manager I've really sort of taken a shine to. Um, you know, he really feel I really feel like he actually understands the club. You know, he feels sort of like he gets the sort of qualities of this club, what the fans mean to it, and how obviously demanding the fans are. But um, yeah, I think he's the, the right man to lead the club forward. I think hopefully next year might be, even though a case of a bit of a rebuild in the summer, also a chance to really push for you know, automatic or playoff places. So we'll have to see where it uh, Let's come on to talk about a few more of the players that are out of contract or leaving the club uh, following the expiration of their loan deals uh, at the end of this season. Ben Freddie, we spoke before that interview about the likes of Aidan O'Brien and, and, and George Hurst as well. Gavin Bazunu, we know, is quite abundantly clear, won't be returning to Pompey uh, next season. If he does, then... Well, fair play to Danny Cowley and the recruitment team for trying to pull that one off. But uh, Marlon Romeo is the next one. He's uh, he's joined this season on loan uh, from Millwall in the Championship. 
had a great start to life at Fratton Park and look, judging by social media reaction, fans are saying that, 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 that kind of forms pieces out a little bit and, and maybe next season you've got the likes of Kieran Freeman, Callum Johnson coming back into the team as well. Um, next season, head of pre-season, Callum Johnson returning from his loan deal at Fleetwood. Kieran Freeman set to come back from his injury too. Marlon Romeo, potential interest from Cardiff City as well. What's your stance on his situation? Uh Personally, I think overall Marlon Romeo's had a good season. The start was excellent, um, the way he would attack down that right-hand side, overlap a lot from the winger. I thought he offered ports up a lot. Um, I think the problem was the lack of depth at right wing back to start with. I think in some games I was watching him, I saw him uh, taking care of his hamstring, so I think he might have been playing with some knocks, which might have explained why his form dropped off a bit. I really don't see him going to Pompey on a permanent basis. I don't see how... They could afford him, and I'm sure there's enough interest in the championship. Who would want to take a punt on him, I think? I don't see him staying at Millwall, but I don't see him going to Pompey either. I think there'll be enough championship interest for him. Another player as well who we're hearing from our colleagues at the Portsmouth News, uh, Rico Hackett, uh, is close to agreeing an extension to his contract, which also includes a considerable, uh, considerable increase to his wages at the moment. Ben, Rico Hackett... Of course, uh, a big part of this Pompey squad, again, in the first half of the season, suffered through injury, uh, predominantly in the second part of the season. But a player next season, would you, would you be happy to have him in the squad? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he actually did. Um, you know, thinking back, he has scored some important goals this season. Uh, you know, a few at Fratton Park, a few away as well. Um, yeah, he actually showed some quite, uh, you know, promising moments throughout the season. So I think, yeah, you know, the... Good to keep um, progressing him uh, with him and, you know, see how he gets on. Um, yeah, he's a player that I quite like the look of. Um, so, yeah, hopefully he uh, carries on and gets that deal. Certainly a player, Freddie, who's got it in him to, to be competing for a first-team place. He had a, a big spell of games, as we mentioned, in the first half of the season where he was consistently in the running for uh, being named on the starting lineup for Danny Cowley's side. Unfortunately, again, like we say, being, being played with injuries in the second half of the season. But a player next season, given an extra 12 months, if, if it is to get um, you know that, that pen put to paper and that over the line, would he be a player you expect to be competing week, out, week in, week out for a place in that starting level, or, or do you think he'll be a, a very decent kind of squad player? Uh, I think he'll be in the conversation to start, but um, I think other players will be ahead of him. I, I, I see a lot of upside in Rico Hackett, really. He can play in multiple positions. He can fit in the right foot at uh, wing-back. He's improved his defensive qualities a lot, but he's also an excellent set-piece take, set taker and can cause problems in the dribble as well. I do like him. I think it's good that Pompey are looking to extend the contracts of younger players. They they've said a lot that they that's their philosophy. They want to invest in younger players and grow grow a squad of younger players together. And it fits that ethos. Uh, I don't mind Rico Hackett being a part of the squad and competing in places at all. I think it's a decent buy. A couple of other players to mention as well. Marcus Harness, a big player um, in, in this Pompey squad. One of the biggest assets currently at the moment, Ben. Um, he is reportedly close to agreeing a 12-month extension to his contract. He is out of contract this summer at Pompey. He's got some suitors in the championship as well. We know Blackburn Rovers have reportedly been interested in, in Marcus Harness's service, services for quite some time now. But apparently, according to the news, again, reporting this story, Marcus Harness, uh, within the next few weeks, is close to agreeing a 12-month extension to his contract. A, a great option to have in this division, Ben. 
yeah, he's a really good uh, player. You know, he actually shows a lot of great qualities. Um, you know, he's like like uh, Tuesday night. He had a good game, um, and much like throughout the season, he can put some really key performances in and sort of get the uh, get the ball rolling again. Not not quite literally, but you know, um, yeah, a really good player to have on the field and a sort of team player that you don't want to lose. So hopefully, we can keep hold of him and you know get him back for next season. A tweet in from Wayne uh, on Twitter. Being a Pompey fan in 2021-22 season, uh, a 4-0 win over Sunderland, beating Wickham 1-0, Oxford a 3-2 win at Fratton Park, beating Rotherham 3-0 at Fratton and also Wigan 3-2 at PO4. But drawing 0-0 at Doncaster, losing 2-1 to Cambridge, Burton losing 4-0 to Ipswich, drawing uh, a goal of stalemate with Wimbledon and a one-all draw at Morecambe. Six extra points from those three away draws and Saturday would be all to play for. Unfortunately, not the case for Pompey, but can certainly uh, get the gist of what Wayne is trying to say there. Dave Loren in reply to that tweet says, lots of what-ifs from this season. To be fair to Carly, we visibly and in results terms improved as the season went on. You can see what he's trying to build just needs a good summer now. And yeah, the form has certainly picked up of late, Freddie. Um, unbeaten in four, some really big wins in that time frame as well, including uh, a victory over Rotherham, Wigan Athletic as well. And certainly, I think it's 32 points that we've picked up since the end of the January transfer window as well. That puts us in um, top six form. It's the kind of end of the season. We knew that a playoff place would be quite a mountain to climb for Pompey if we were to try and get into that top six this season, but certainly we're going into the next campaign with the form and the momentum that you'd expect as a Pompey fan. Yeah, it's definitely something to build on. And you've seen other teams that have gotten promoted um, have that have that bit of form at the, at the end of the season. I think Blackpool did it before going on their massive run to get promoted. It, it doesn't matter if it's people say there's not a lot to play for, but if if the players can gel with each other, get used to a new formation, that carry if if the core that stays intact that can carry over into next season quite easily. And yeah, it, it they allayed my fears of them underperforming and feeling like they were going on the beach by the time uh, the playoff, the playoff um, position was out of the way. But no, they've, they've really impressed. I can see with a good summer, I think this team can kick on really well and challenge for the playoffs at least. Yeah, we mentioned before, and, uh, and results-wise, things have dramatically improved in the second half of the season, Ben, which is quite, um, quite, quite a difference from previous campaigns, where it's usually the second half of the season where Pompey falter and lose out uh, on a decent finish right at the final hurdle. But not just results. Can you see within the team's style of play? Can you see, you know, the, the tactical setups from Danny Cowley? Can you see the way that these players are starting to link up and gel a little bit more as the season's gone on? I know we're going to lose some in the summer as well, but. Signs of promise heading into next season. A great performance on Tuesday night. 2-0, two-nil down at half-time to Wigan. Uh, wasn't quite reflective of how the Blues played in that first 45 minutes. Brushed aside Rotherham. This team's playing some nice football at times as well. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with what you're saying. Um, yeah, real signs of promise, uh, especially for next season. Like you say, we are going to lose a few, but hopefully we can replace the good qualities that we have and replace them with, if not better, or the same sort of style of player. Um, yeah, it'd be really good to sort of push on from how we've done in the second half of the season and, you know, really sort of start to show some of the sort of intent in the in the league and obviously try and get as high as we can and hopefully the next season might be the season that we can really push for it. Yeah. 
And just to end on the note as well, that the option to be activated to extend the contract of Louis Thompson by a further season is on the table. That is currently being discussed. Uh, again, we are, we are hearing reports from the local press, but Louis Thompson uh, could be putting pen to paper on a 12-month extension to his contract after it's been reported. But this season, he's been playing on a play, a pay-as-you-play kind of deal on account of his injury uh, and fitness concerns. And I think I speak for on behalf of both Ben and Freddie that Louis Thompson would be a very welcome addition to the squad next season. OK, just around 20 minutes to get your final thoughts into the panel tonight, Pompey fans. It's 81400 on the text. Start your messages with the word express. Pompey at expressfm.com is our email address. At expressfm is where to find us on Twitter. Otherwise, you can head to facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. In the third and final part of the show, we're going to revisit the conversation had between Pompey Live host Robbie James and Blues midfielder Jaden Reed, which took place during our coverage of a 3-1 win over Gillingham last Saturday. Once you first hear it, you think, oh, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Like, it's going to be a long, long year, nine months, however long. But once you start doing the work and you start seeing progress while you're going through it, it makes things a lot like, easier to deal with. Jaden opens up about his horrific injury and the road to recovery, and you can hear more on that and the final thoughts of myself, Ben Chu and Freddie Webb on the conclusion of tonight's edition of the Football Hour, coming right your way in just a few moments' time. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome along for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, brought to you this season by Stagecoach Across the South. Already tonight, we've heard the post-match thoughts of both George Hurst and Danny Cowley from Tuesday's 3-2 victory over Wigan Athletic at Fratton Park. Now we take a closer look to tomorrow's trip to Sheffield Wednesday, Pompey's final game of the season. But before we come on to that and before we come on to hear a little bit more about tomorrow's opponents, let's take a listen back to the conversation had between Robbie James and Pompey midfielder Jaden Reed on Pompey Live last Saturday. One person that Pompey fans will have hoped, or would have been hoping to see in action uh, this year was Jaden Reed. Uh, of course, after signing in the summer unfortunately rupturing the cruciate ligament in the first pre-season matches is not an ideal uh, not an ideal way to get your Pompey career uh, up and running Jaden's with us this afternoon Jaden good to see you how are you yeah right. uh, good afternoon everyone nice to see you uh, first of all how are you because it's been a, it's been a little while since you picked up that horrendous sounding injury whenever I hear cruciate ligament injury it always screams pain even though I've never gone through it but how are you anyway no I'm good I'm good thoughts uh, are taking good care of me. Um, obviously, finding out that like, you've done your crucial ligament, especially at this age, like it's not really ideal, is it? But um, it's hard to take in the first couple of weeks. But once I've got my head back around it, what's I've got around me made me feel at home, so made it a lot easier. And before you did it, when you know in pre-season and whatnot, and when you signed for Pompey, what were your goals for this year? Well, it's just uh, obviously I know I'm coming to a big club. Um, a lot of experienced players. I was looking to just, um, make an impact whenever, like however I can, whether that be uh, come on, get assists, goals, and then make a bigger influence and get to start and make make my name in this team. Like, um, but yeah, obviously got a bit of a setback. And of course. Given the fact that you were you were new to the club as well, you're about to play your first season for the club. How hard has it been to still try and gel with this squad of players when you've been going through rehab? Or have you have you been a part still of a lot of team meetings, a lot of the, the discussions and whatnot, and still been able to build the relationships? Or is it more? I imagine it is a lot more difficult when you're going to have to do rehab and everyone is doing training session on the pitch. Yeah, like obviously my routine is different in the morning um, compared to the ones that are fit. Um, I'm still.
still able to go into the meetings and stuff before like whether they're prepping for games and that but like the real bond comes when like you're linking the players on the pitch and stuff and then being around them all the time but as a squad we're all quite close together anyway so it's not it's not that big of a deal I was going to say Pompey have had some injury issues to be honest throughout the whole squad going through the season so I imagine you've just been on your on your rehab bed and then having various other players come up next to you have you? yeah yeah there's been there's been a few uh, some longer than others obviously it's unlucky with uh, Liam Vincent he's been having shin problems and that it's not going away from him which is unfortunate but yeah it's not it's not too not too great for the injuries yeah. and, and how's it been mentally because you know you, you're still young and it's at such a young age to pick up such a, a big injury that's taken out taken you out for so long as well how has it been mentally trying to find the you know the motivation to come in and has this been your first has this been the longest break that you've probably ever had from, from playing football yeah before this injury my longest uh, injury was like three months two three months so dealing with the like once you first hear it you think oh I don't know how I'm going to get through this like it's going to be a long long year nine months however long um, but once you start doing the work and you start seeing progress while you're going through it it makes things a lot like easier to deal with in terms of like going from not being able to walk that well with crutches and that then to go into like little jogging jogging exercises um, strength exercises and you're building it up when you're progressing it doesn't like the time doesn't go as slow anymore it's when there's a pause and like you're doing the same things every day that's when it gets hard and, what, and, and where are you now and what's sort of where are you looking to try and to try and come back from injury if you can do you have a do you have a, any kind of dates in mind yet um well right now i'm doing um training i like in doing little bits of the full squad in training whether that be like small possession drills or um like little warm-ups and that i'm able to do shooting drills and that fine but opening up bigger is a bit of a risk because after nine months there's only a two percent rupture rate of the acl but eight months is like 10 percent seven months is 20 percent rupture so me being out longer like takes away the fact of me rupturing it like as a higher risk so right now i'm not really in a rush to get back because i'd rather protect my knee first um so my aim would be for pre-season we heard Danny Cowley mentioning the, the difficulty of the league congestion this year. How, um, from your perspective, watching, what's it? What does it do to the to the, the side mentally more than anything? Having this fix, fixture congestion, it was four games in nine days, you know, leading up to Easter Monday and whatnot. From a playing point of view, how how difficult has it looked this season? Obviously, you haven't played any part of it in terms of the physical playing side of things, but in terms of just how often the players have been in and you've had to be in meetings and looking forward to the next game yeah um, physically the demands I've obviously uh, been in around that type of like fixture uh, where the games are coming back to back to back physically it's hard because especially if you're a player that plays uh, the full 90 most, most of the games you're still probably leggy from the game before so the recovery and that that's the most important but to be fair um, the gaffer and the rest of the staff they control like um, the intensities of how what the players are doing in training try to get them to recover as well as possible so they're ready for the next game and stuff and from your experience of squad rotation obviously squad rotation has its benefits in terms of trying to keep players fresh is it quite difficult though to then 
get any consistency from a playing point of view when you're coming when you come back into the side and then having to sort of re-establish your role and re-understand you know understand combinations and things like that yeah yeah like um, you can go through it as much as you want in training but sometimes it doesn't always go as planned in games like you've got to play off instincts and like um, knowing your players by like playing with them yourself and like getting the chemistry there so it is hard to um, if you're a player that's come into the squad um, and not played as much it is a lot harder to come in and like gel with the squad but for the players that play together a lot it's a lot easier has anything changed from a mentality point of view in this squad now that the fate was sealed you know mathematically on Monday obviously it was it, it was sealed that Pompey aren't going to be able to make it into the playoffs this season have you noticed anything different this week at all um, to be fair it's like obviously the boys are going to be disappointed um, but you can't let it get to you too much because obviously you still got other games coming up like them games are not nothing games you still got to go out there and perform to the best of your ability so it's more about taking the disappointment not getting too low and just trying to build on from there and try and prepare for what you're going to be trying to aim for next season. Do you know what I mean? So, Jaden Reed speaking to Pompey Live host Robbie James last Saturday. Uh, really great conversation had there about his road to recovery from that horrific ACL injury suffered at the start of the season in that pre-season friendly at Luton Town. Freddie, Jaden Reed, we've obviously not seen uh, too much of him this season or, or anything from him this season at all. Um, but from the kind of character he seems that, that, that he came across last Saturday on Pompey Live, really well-spoken guy, really is committed to the cause as well. And, and I know he wants to be here next season. He's got, he's got the option on the table to be here next season. I know, again, that's something that's going to be had to, uh, of a talk between him, the club and his agent as well uh, for Jaden Reed to extend that contract into next season. But from a Pompey fan's perspective, Freddie, are you like myself? Would you like to see him given that second chance to prove himself? Well, he definitely sounded like um, a strong character and he sounded like he was strong-willed um, with his injury rehab. That's amazing to see and it's good that he's opened up with some of the interviews in the press as well. I'm in two minds because the cynical person says, well, why do you extend the contract of someone who's been injured all season when wages might be tight and it could be the difference between bringing in another player but on the other hand, we mentioned bringing in strong characters in the dressing room earlier. And it sounds like Jaden Reed could be that. Um, he, he could definitely win his teammates over recovering from such an injury. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm in two minds. I haven't seen him play beforehand enough to kind of understand what sort of player he is. Uh, I think we'll leave it up to the manager, I think. Yeah. I think that's a fair assessment and we can't really comment too much on the performances of Jaden Reed because he's not had any, unfortunately, due to that uh, big injury suffered at the start of the season. But we'll hear more from him, I'm sure, in the coming weeks, whether that, that agreement does come into place as to whether Jaden Reed stays at Fratton Park beyond this season. OK, looking ahead to Pompey's final game of the season then. Saturday afternoon, the Blues make the long trip to Hillsborough for the first time in almost 20 years. 2002, the last time Pompey travelled to Sheffield Wednesday. A lot has changed within that time. And now here's a closer look at tomorrow's opponents. 
The Blues signed off their last home game of the season with a dramatic comeback in midweek to claim a 3-2 victory over automatic promotion hopefuls Wigan. Next up, it's their 46th and final League One match of the campaign and it's away to Sheffield Wednesday. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Hillsborough is the destination for Portsmouth this weekend for the first time since November 2002 in a season which would end in promotion to the Premier League for Harry Redknapp's side. The two clubs have managed to avoid each other's paths since then despite both Wednesday and Pompey both going through the ringer with relegations and promotions aplenty. The goalless draw at Fratton Park back in December was the first meeting between the teams in 19 years. A lot has changed in the near two decades that have passed since Pompey's last visit to the Steel City so let's take a closer look at the side expecting to secure a playoff spot and take one step closer to an immediate return to the championship come the full-time whistle. The Owls are managed by former Blues defender Darren Moore, who was appointed at the helm in March of 2021. He joined the club from South Yorkshire rivals Doncaster, with Donny then occupying a playoff position in League One, and Wednesday staring relegation from the Championship blankly in the face. Something Moore was unable to stop. The 48-year-old, who also represented Bradford, West Brom and Derby County across a playing career spanning 20 years, started his managerial career with West Brom in 2018, succeeding Alan Pardew in the Hawthorns with the Baggies attempting to escape the top flight drop zone. The initial caretaker appointment made Darren Moore the first ever Jamaican to manage in the Premier League. Since moving to Hillsborough 13 months ago, he has accrued a win percentage of 43.9% from 66 competitive games in charge. One to watch. Keep an eye out for their number 10 this weekend. That's club captain Barry Bannon. The Scottish midfielder has bags of experience in the Football League and has been ever-present member of the Sheffield Wednesday side since his arrival from Crystal Palace way back in 2015. Since then, the now 32-year-old has racked up almost 300 appearances. In fact, this weekend's fixture will be his 299th in the Blue and White Wednesday Stripes. He likes to chip in with a goal or two as well, last finding the back of the net in a 3-2 win at MK Dons a fortnight ago. That long-range effort on the half volley earned Bannon the accolade of goal of the season at last weekend's EFL Awards evening. Top scorer. With 15 league goals under his belt at this stage, veteran striker Lee Gregory takes the acclaim as Sheffield Wednesday's leading scorer. The 33-year-old former Halifax and Millwall forward is on hot form too, bagging seven goals in his last season seven games, including a hat-trick in Tuesday night's 3-2 win at Fleetwood. Gregory only joined the Owls from Stoke City back in August and has since attributed to a quarter of the goals his team have bagged in the league this campaign, with his 15 goals and six assists including within that stat. The number nine was actually born in Sheffield, so is familiar with his current surroundings. However, he came through the youth ranks of arch-rivals Sheffield United. Current form. It looked for a moment as though Darren Moore's side were gunning for an extremely late pursuit for an automatic promotion spot. However, a 1-0 defeat at Wickham two games ago ended any hopes of that happening. Nonetheless, the Owls have been hooting their way into the playoffs with some lucrative form as of late. That aforementioned loss at Adams Park last weekend represents their only defeat in the last 10 league matches. Results within that run include three draws and six wins and was started by a 6-0 drubbing of Cambridge United at Hillsborough on March the 12th. 
So the state of play for Sheffield Wednesday heading into this season finale looks like this. They currently sit in fourth with 82 points, five behind the automatics, so that's out the equation. But they haven't sealed a top six finish yet. Wickham occupy seventh place and are now the only team outside of the playoffs who can sneak and overtake one of the sides above them. They're on 80 points and have two points behind the Owls, though alongside Sunderland and Plymouth could see their promotion hopes come to a crushing end with the wrong result this weekend. Pompey sent Gillingham plummeting even closer to relegation last week and ruined Wigan's promotion party on Tuesday night as well. But can they make it a hat-trick of upsets by dumping Sheffield Wednesday out of the playoffs? Or will the Owls make the top six and end the blue season with defeat? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. There you are then, more on the Owls. Sheffield Wednesday led by former Blues defender Darren Moore in the dugout nowadays. Uh, Ben, a big occasion at Hillsborough tomorrow. Nothing to play for as far as Pompey are concerned. Sheffield Wednesday have been on a really good run of form lately. They had a chance to make it into into the automatic promotion spots. Not um, Not quite happening for them, unfortunately. But they've got a great chance to try and secure a top six finish. It's not out of the equation, but they can drop into or drop out of that top six. Actually, they're only on 80 uh, 82 points, Wickham in 7th, 80 points. It could be another chance, Ben, for Pompey to spoil the party for another team. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's, yeah, like you say, chance to spoil the party. For us, it's about playing for pride again. Um, I think that's something that's really important that we sort of go out with a bang. Um, and yeah, we, they've sold out, uh, supposedly, at Hillsborough, all the home sections. That's sort of a, you know, it certainly sets up a exciting occasion, really, for both the fans and the players for the final game of the season. Yeah, And look at the ticket sales as well. Pompey, of course, uh, sold out their initial allocation of 2,100 seats uh, for the away end at Hillsborough on Saturday. It's a 12.30 kickoff. Of course, early kickoff for the final game of the season in League One. Further batch of 1,000 tickets handed to Blues fans, taking that allocation to 3,100. I'm pretty sure most of them are gone as well. You can find out more information on Pompey's e-ticketing website, portsofc.co.uk forward slash news for more information on tickets regarding uh, Pompey's away trip to Sheffield Wednesday tomorrow. The homestands have all sold out, so we're expecting an attendance of above 33, 34,000 at Hillsborough tomorrow, so it's set to be some occasion. Hopefully, like I say, Pompey can go out and spoil the occasion for Sheffield Wednesday and end the season on a real, real big high. Okay, well, unfortunately, we haven't got much much more time to talk about that one, so we're going to head straight into the score predictions, and we start off tonight with Ben Chu. Ben, Pompey, Sheffield Wednesday, tomorrow afternoon, 12.30 kickoff. Can Pompey upset the odds again? Can Pompey end the season with a win? What's your score prediction? Yeah, I'd like to say it's going to end on a high, like, much like you said. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Pompey win to end the season lovely stuff Ben thank you very much for jo- joining us on the Football Hour this evening uh, safe journey and in fact uh, I hope you do have a safe journey because I'm coming up with you so uh, yes I'll cool. see you soon <laughs> see you tomorrow uh, Freddie Webb uh, also thank you very much for joining us on the show this evening it's been an absolute pleasure as always to have you on the show uh, what's your score prediction my score prediction going very positive I'm going to go for a 1-0 Pompey win George Hurst getting his 15 oh. 0 you love to hear it. George Hurst to score, perhaps the winner against Sheffield Wednesday to end their hopes of a top six finish against the side uh, or against the fan base, but apparently really don't like him anymore because of how sour it all ended at Hillsborough for George Hurst. Would love that. Would love for that to be the case, wouldn't we? George Hurst to to spoil their day tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for a two-one Pompey win. Let's leave it late. Let's uh, 
let's create some incredible scenes for the 3,000 odd Pompey fans heading up to Sheffield tomorrow afternoon. Well, if you're not part of that 3,000 strong Blue Army travelling up to Hillsborough this weekend, fear not, because we've got an extended show on the way for you tomorrow afternoon. We've got an hour and a half build-up and we've got plenty of time after the game as well to talk about how the season's gone. We're going to be hearing some special interviews. We'll have some special guests on the show as well, including local journalists, Pompey fans, and uh, we'll, we'll have a catch-up with the Pompey women's as well, including Jay Sadler, Eric Colborn too. They'll all be on the show. We start our coverage tomorrow for a 12.30 kickoff at Hillsborough at 11am. So join myself and Robbie James live from Hillsborough for Pompey's final game of the season. All the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. It was a night to remember at Fram Park on Tuesday as Pompey came from 2-0 down to beat top of the table Wigan Athletic 3-2. One game remains of the 2021-22 season for the Blues. They travel to Sheffield Wednesday looking to bow out with three points. Join us for all of the unmissable action Saturday from 11. It's Pompey versus Sheffield Wednesday on Pompey Live. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Well, I'm afraid that is just about all we've got time for here on the Football Hour this evening. Once again, a big thank you to both Ben Chu and Freddie Webb for calling in and joining us on the show throughout the course of the last 60 minutes or so. Thank you also to Stagecoach Across the South for supporting yet another season of the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM. A big cheers to all of our listeners for getting in touch on the social media channels as well. Thank you for your interaction, not just tonight, but throughout the entire campaign as well. I'll be back on Monday evening with same time, 6 through till 7, with two more Pompey fans to digest what will happen at Hillsborough tomorrow afternoon. Hopefully, we'll be talking about another Pompey win. And then to conclude the season, we'll have a couple more special edition shows where we'll revisit the campaign. We'll speak to some very special guests as well. We've got that big interview with both Eric Eisner and Andy Redmond to come in the next couple of weeks as well. Okay, so signing off for tonight here on the Football Hour, but coming up on the station this evening, Conor Mosley's up next with Express Floor Fillers. You're invited as a VIP to Portsmouth's biggest party on a Friday night. Conor's playing just great floor fillers all evening long, so he is next after the news at 7. Pompey Live from 11am tomorrow to see if Pompey can end the campaign with a win and dump Sheffield Wednesday out of the playoff positions. We look forward to welcoming you to Hillsborough for that one. But until then, Pompey fans, have a fantastic evening. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, of course, and play up Pompey. Good night.